Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Redmen News. I am Ross Charlie, joined once again. By Matt Wackett, but by popular demand. I believe there's a hashtag in your honour. Started by one person. You? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't me. Stuart Wisby. Where's the, um, where's the lumberjack looks today? That's the problem. I think he just wanted me back on to take the piss out of me from your lumberjack shirt. But. You've got other things in your wardrobe. You've got other stuff going on. Yeah, this is LFC, this look. Okay, brilliant. Uh, speaking of other stuff going on, you're obviously here for news, not to talk about Matt. Um, sorry, but we love you. Uh, first news story, um, Liverpool Football Club teams up with SeatGeek to transform ticket buying process. Liverpool FC is overhauling its ticket buying process ahead of next season by investing in an innovative industry-leading technology to improve ticket distribution and the way supporters can access Anfield. As part of the club's ongoing commitment to constantly improve how fans can buy and use tickets, Liverpool's partnered with leading mobile-focused ticketing platform SeatGeek to improve performance on its, on its ticketing website and make for a smoother fan experience during its peak sale times. Now, this is great. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work and we'll learn more about that as, as the weeks and months go on. But, you know, Ben, you obviously used to work here. The amount of times that you wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, you get frustrated that you couldn't buy tickets. You know, there's high demand. The club cannot please everyone in their defence, but mm -hmm. there was that growing frustration, matter of you know, by, by, by members uh, sales. Sorry, mm -hmm. you, you pay for a membership, and then your chances of getting a ticket was fucking nothing. Yeah. So you essentially you're just wasting money. Yep. But it's good to see the club have actually acknowledged it first of all. I think. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's it's good. It's always good to see. To see the club responding to people's complaints shows they care. Um, and they're into all this industry-leading technology now, aren't they? They're getting it all on the pitch in that as well with all the artificial intelligence stuff, tracking players and stuff like that as well. So, no, it, it's good. That it, like, I'm I'm happy to do and stuff like that because they can just easily just left it. Yeah. I just said, fuck you kind of thing. But, no, it's good that they're... Um, they're trying hard for all us fans. Good. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments below. The, the articles are on the actual uh, official Liverpool website, so I recommend you actually go and read that and, and see what they say. Uh, moving on, something that broke last night, which has kind of startled me yeah. and annoyed me a little bit, but UEFA poised to back Summer Champions League starting next year with International Champions Cup set to be ramped up to rival FIFA. FIFA's 2014 Club World Cup. Uh, UEFA poised to back a new Summer Champions League style competition. It was essentially be an expansion of the International Champions Cup, which has been going on for a few years now. Uh, but it's only, I think it's only four, four to six clubs maybe. Uh, Liverpool taken part in it before. Uh, several of Premier League top clubs have backed the idea and want to be involved. The pre-season competition will compete for attention with the Club World Cup. FIFA's Club World Cup will take place in Shanghai in June and July next year. The reason I got a bit annoyed with it, Matt, was the first and foremost, you know, we, we watched Jürgen Klopp's press conferences many a time, and he's constantly said how we need to reduce the amount of games that football mm -hmm. players are playing. Um, 
not just for their benefit, but but for ours as well. Of going, yeah, it, it makes it an all right better game. You know, they get max performance out of the players. They're not playing too much. And when I read the line of several Premier League top clubs back the idea, and we had a chat before, and I was like, is that the <clears> clubs <throat> going? Okay, that sounds great because we can have some more money. Yeah, or is that? Or is the manager just going? I don't. I really don't want to do that. I don't understand why they need to compete. And in, international football is a completely different one. This is this is club football, so it's it's kind of a different take. But you know, what's wrong with the Champions League? The Champions League brings in millions of pounds each year for football clubs. What's wrong with why? Why make another one? Well, I don't know. It's weird. So if they do that in the summer, are they not? So what happens to the Champions League throughout the season? Hang on. What's up, Tom? Close some programs on the laptop. Okay. Oh, is it making loads of noise for you? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Matt. Go on. Tom was whispering gently into me ear. Is it the fan? Yeah. It's all my fans. Go on. Um, yeah. So, so if they do this in the summer, then so obviously there's not going to be no Champions League throughout the season. So, what would it end up working out that the Premier League ends earlier, or something? Because you can get it done quicker. Like what? What? Well, actually, what would the, the knock-on effect of all the competitions? Something, yeah. Something's got to give somewhere, hasn't it? That's it. It's, it's strange. It just seems like a strange thing. And like, they're just it's, going into competition with FIFA. And I, I, it's about money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, it's just fully about money. I think that's all they're thinking about. But one thing that struck me in there as well, it says about South American teams yeah. going into it, which yeah. is, like, again, like, I don't understand. So what it's happens with the Club World Cup then? They basically have two. It's, that is pointless because the the thing about the Club World Cup I get the criticism like we had to go to Qatar and all stuff like that but I like that because then you can be European champions you can be South American champions blah 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 you don't need to be one of them twice do you it's like, yeah, Liverpool, so, being, it's like Liverpool being in Europa League and the Champions League isn't it yeah, yeah. so you, you're yeah. champions of the world <laughs> twice. not really angry with I don't get no I just don't get I, I sort of before I seen the South American thing I'm like I can kind of what's wrong with South American as well no, but being in a Europe, it's why is it because not just a European competition? Wanna... Can we not just have a European competition no, and a world competition? Yeah. Just like we have the Euros and the World Cup, you win one, you get put in the other one to be world champions. I like that. Now it's it's nice in my head. It's a nice structure in my head. The European champions, and then you get to take on the rest of the world. Your English champions, you get to take on Europe. the rest of Europe. Yeah. Why are they? What are they doing this for? Moolah. I don't like it, Ross. Uh, it's it, I, I it's not that. good in my head. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below what you what you make of it all. Um, I'm going to move on because Matt's getting really angry. Uh, it's QB Minamino struggling at Liverpool. This is going to annoy me more, Ross. And Jürgen Klopp annoyed with his teammates. Uh, Liverpool signed Minamino in January, blah, blah, blah. We all know that stuff. Um, but Jürgen Klopp has said he's struggled to hit the ground running uh, in the matches featured in and has found regular game time hard to come by with Mane, Salah, Firmino, all ahead of him in the pecking order. But Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp is known to employ a strict regime at Liverpool's Melwood training base and is insistent that his high standards are met. Um, I was trying to find some quotes. He's coming from The Athletic. Um, yeah, Takumi is a really good game. I think he's obviously referring to Chelsea's game. We could have used him much more often. If, if Neko Williams sees him once or twice, he was completely free at the edge of the box. Uh, his shot crossed more or less. If he'd seen him, it would have helped. I think it's just on about. It's hard, isn't it? Because he's trying to develop a rhythm with his teammates. And, you know, it's not it's not Neko Williams' fault because he got thrown into a really hard game as well. But I also understand Klopp defending Minamino in that game as well. It annoys me this. Like, have we not watched Liverpool for the past couple of seasons? How many players is it? It takes like a good six months to bed in. When we signed Minamino, he's not gonna. No one thought he was gonna have an instant impact. Everyone said, "Oh, it gives him a chance to get within the team." It's like that David Maddock thing when, when he was on the show talking about knowledge and understanding. Gets him to understand 
the team, the way it works. That's why Neko Williams probably isn't passing to him as well. He's, he might be in positions that he's he's not used to other players being in with. Firmino might not be in that position. Well, exactly. So it's going to take time. I don't get like he's not he's not struggling. He's been absolutely fine. He, he looked decent in the first half against Chelsea. He, um, but like it is, Firmino took a while to get into the team. Robertson took a while. And even like there's been players who've done well, like Mane, went in Salah's first season. Mane was out the team for a few, for a couple of months, and that just to get him back in the rhythm, in the rhythm of a new, a, a new, a slightly new yeah, system. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's just the media, isn't it? Just talking shite. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, report: James Pearce says that Reds have no intention of making a move for thirty million pound man. Do you want to guess who that man is? Uh, I can see a picture of him. So yep. does that ruin it? Yeah. Oh, do you still want me to guess? Yep. Cantwell? There you go. Uh, speaking of the Athletic uh, Red Agenda podcast, well-respected well respect, well journalist James Pearce. You're a fan of James Pearce, aren't you? James, not only is he a well-respected journalist, he is the journalist. Okay. <laughs> My journalist. Okay. You proper fangirled over him in Madrid, didn't he's you? A, he's, he's Boston, isn't he? Yeah, he is yeah, a no, he's, he's nice fellow as well. He's been in. Yeah. And he'll be in in a few more weeks as well. I've already sorted out with him. Um, he said, I want to describe him as a top target. He's certainly someone that, that they've watched and heavily scouted, but I'm not aware of them planning to make a move for him at the moment. Um, very vague, um, but, you know, still the, the media. are talking shit, Matt, and they, they run with it anyway. Don't mind this one. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, go on. Don't mind this. Because well, a lot of the people actually in the comments on this show a few few weeks ago, before this was, there was any Liverpool links, were talking about the possibility of getting Campwell in. Um, I think he looks like a decent player. I haven't watched much of Norwich, believe it or not. I don't watch them on a regular basis. They were good last night. Were they? Yeah. Good. Was he good? Did he play? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was very good, yeah. Good. I've seen him play uh, like four or five times this season and he looks like a decent player. I don't think he's a good fit for us right now because it, it says a bit in, in that article about the likes of Shaqiri. Um will probably be, need to be replaced. I don't think bringing a young player in. I think we need a Milner for the th- front three, as in that professionalism. Okay. Someone who can come in, who's happy to, to be behind Mane, Salah, Firmino. Um, who can play all three positions, who plays for Leipzig, who will cost around £30 million. Talk like that. Uh, I don't know, don't know who you're referring to, Ross. Okay, I don't know. Uh, yeah, someone like Werner. But we'll... I don't know, but even someone just like more experienced, just as, just purely as he knows his role as a, a rotation player. Um, Do you think there's, there's more call for a, a, a Campwell or a Madison or you know a, a Phil Coutinho because Liverpool aren't performing for the past four or five weeks and go, that's what we need. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No. I don't... I, not, not, from, not, from, not, not from the yeah, club, I no, mean from, no. from fans. Oh, going, well, this isn't working. S- something, something different. Yeah. Kate is injured all the time. Loads of people don't want to have a Kate at the club, but they want somewhere else. Or you know, we go to Kate on the news of day, and people go, "Well, we should have just bought Fernandez instead." You know, but, unfortunately, it's not worked out as of yet. But yeah. it's, it's all his cabmouth stuff going. Well, he'd fit. He'd fit in perfectly because he brings something else to the team. Brings something different. But I don't know. Does it work like that though? Nope. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it as simple as FIFA, where you can just change your formation, put a different player on, and do a completely different thing? Like they take, like we're saying about Minamino, it takes time to learn the system. So you can't just, like, I, I imagine it's difficult just to throw in a different system. Like, all oh, right, instead of having Henderson and Wijnaldum, who were ball it's, winners it's in the midfield, let's throw in a creative midfield player. Because we, we've sort of seen that in bits anyway when, when Henderson's been out the team. where it does. That's why we haven't yeah. performed as well, because we're not getting the same impact from that midfield. So if you're putting a more creative player in there, then it takes away from that. Do you know what I mean? It takes, it's not as easy as going from behind camera and just slotting into a new show, is it? And- Bringing that personality with you. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like, isn't it? That was hateful. It was a compliment. Was it a compliment? Yeah. I think you've transitioned a... well from behind the camera to... Ah. Thanks. Well, let us know in the comments how well I've transitioned from behind the camera to in front of the camera. <laughs> Tom chicken his head. Right, moving on. You mentioned Jordan Henson there, but apparently he's stepping up rehab for decisive Atletico Madrid clash. Uh, Liverpool obviously one goal behind, um, but apparently um, he's back in training. Oh, I... Uh, James Pearce again, of course it is. Um, but he said a tough to break down, a tough Liverpool to go through. Atletico have issues of their own, not only having drawn against Lowly Espanyol last weekend, getting Henson back for that game mm-hmm. will be a huge boost. I think there was some tweets last night from, from David Lynch that he kind of set up his rehab, he's, he's training again, he's working with the ball, stuff like that. Bournemouth would be great, but to have him back for the mm-hmm. Champions League ties, I think like, will be huge, wouldn't it? For the reasons you've just mentioned. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, I think Gary Lynch put a tweet out as well the other day saying... It, it might have taken Henderson being injured for him to win player of the year because now you can really see his importance. Because I don't think it's no coincidence. I want to just be solely down to him, but it's no coincidence that he's out the team and now we're losing games. We do look... I, I, I don't agree with all the meltdown of... You know, we're, we're, you said clap out yesterday. <laughs> um, no, I don't... I didn't. I don't agree with... <laughs> with yeah, with... with you know, like we're terrible. We're not. There's people saying we're not going to win the league and stuff like that. Now, I mean, it might not happen, but it still probably will. I don't think that's. We don't need to get that far into it. But he's, yeah, he has been missed 100. Even if it's just his leadership. But I think he does a lot of work off the ball that we don't 
that we don't see. And even like I don't probably appreciate voice, it. I'm not saying his, yeah. His voice to tell people what other yeah. people want to do. And, yeah. and what he does just in pure, purely football in terms of tactical terms, like I don't like I'm not saying an expert. I don't know 100%, but it's clear that he has a, as, a, as a huge impact. You're not an expert on pro either, either are you? Matt? <laughs> I like it. Let's, just threw that in there. By well, the way. Uh, yeah, he's gonna mention it before. He's compared it to FIFA, so are you done now? Is that you done? I haven't, I haven't. Uh, I, haven't played. I beat him seven-one. I was three 0 up after eight minutes, and he tried to quit halfway through. You got Brazil. Got Brazil. Well, it happens to the best. If that that just proves it happens to the best of us. If it happens to Brazil, then you know I can come back. I can come back stronger. Have we won another game? The, did they win the tournament? Yeah. But. Are you just judging it off on tournaments? Brazil as an as an established the greatest international football team of all time. And you're comparing yourself to Brazil. <laughs> I got beat seven one, so we've got something in common. <laughs> okay, start. Um, so let's have some comments. Yeah, uh, gonna kick it off. Um, Stuart Wisby. Hey. hey. There you go. He says, "Hey, Matt, thanks for the kiss. Nice shirt." Oh, cheers, mate. And then mm -hmm. uh, Ben Pryor with a blue super chat thanks, uh, says, "Hashtag Ross is boss." Ah, oh, thanks, mate. See? Ah, oh, that's the confidence boost I needed today. I mean, yeah, yeah. Then Stuart Wisby came back with King Matt, hashtag Matt2020. Well, this is a competition yeah, now, isn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, we'll move it on to the ticket stuff. Peter Smith says, other than the fact it's SeatGeek, we don't really know anything about how it will be deployed yet. Mm -hmm. The fact that it allows flexibility in its configuration is a good thing, though. Um, a lot of people just talking about it. As long it, as the set criteria is met, it should be a good thing. Yeah, that's what I said before. We don't fully understand how it's going to work. There's stuff that they want to move to e-ticketing, which is good for you know for the, the environment and the economy and stuff like that. But also, from the comments that are in the article, and I said before, like go, go and read it. You know, we've spoken to someone at the club and he said, you know, we want to make it easier for everybody. But again, it, from their perspective, it's so hard to please everyone. You've got the people yeah. that excuse me, with the memberships with the L postcode, obviously they want priority over others as people get frustrated. Funny enough, at other fans who, you know, might do have a hospitality or corporate ticket because they've got a deal with someone else, that's not their fans' fault, that's how fans get their tickets, which is set up by the club, mm -hmm. but it's also the club trying to appease everybody else, so it's really difficult for them. Well, yeah, it's not going to be perfect, is it? But just the fact that the, they've done something, do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that they've seen, every, no one's happy with it, it's not working, so yeah, we'll try this, and yeah, it's not, like you say, it's not going to please everyone, but if it makes it better for you know, a, a lot of people, then it's a positive, isn't it? Yeah, two more, Tom. Um, okay, we'll ready. skip the UEFA stuff. Um, moving on to Minamino. Stephen Somerville says, Minamino needs time to get used to the Premier League, even though we lost on Tuesday. Minamino played really well in the first half, just didn't get the final product in the second half. Give him time. And then Shield 99 says, I'm happy to wait until this time next season to judge Minamino. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I feel really sorry for him in the sense of, you know, the, the game against Chelsea the other day, he's playing with a mixture of, okay, Chelsea was first seen fringe and a bit of youth, but prior to that, it was fringe and youth, or just mm -hmm. youth, and he's been thrown into it, like how, and for all the reasons you said before, of, you know, learn the system, understand yeah. his teammates, even stuff outside of that, you know, settling to a, a new city and stuff like that, it's hard, it's the same, like, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I went to Japan for, like, six months like you know you still got to settle into your environment and you know a language barrier and, and, and stuff around you know I was in Germany for a while but uh, Austria sorry but you still have to adapt to those things don't you and I think you know the comments right give it you know six months of pre-season under his belt the expectancy isn't on him because of what went before him and because of his price tag yeah. it's just happening probably well, next season let's see him in the game where he's 
you know, Bobby's rested for a game or Bobby's injured, put him in, put him with Manny and Seller, see what he can do there. Yeah, well, isn't that why we signed him now? So we can right. have this. So rather than spending next season from August to December, getting to learn the yeah, team yeah. and what, what's going on, or pre-season to December, learning the system, you can learn it now and then you can kick on. You can have a full pre-season with the team then. And then he can kick on from from August onwards next season. But yeah, yeah, like Stephen said, it's not just the Premier League; it's it's the system of the team itself. It's not like it was ten years ago where it is just it's not it's like more FIFA, complex. is it, Matt? Well, exactly. This is the thing. So like, you play FIFA, you boss at FIFA, you grace at FIFA, and then you move over to to Pro Evo. Pez. Which you said you played before. Not that one. I played it when I was a kid. Okay. Go <laughs> fucking defensive, mate. Fine. Last one, Tom. Um, Melanator1 says we are desperate for Henderson there just doesn't seem to be the control yeah. in the midfield with Houghton yeah I agree with everything you said before Matt. You know, the, the, it's, it's the press the intention the organisation of other midfielders even the stuff of like the referee wasn't the reason we lost against Chelsea but he was shocking right having someone like that in his face every 2-3 minutes which you know I don't mm -hmm. want to condone the abuse of referees but you know it psychologically of being in someone's face, it, it does add value to, to, to what you do, well, along with everything else that he brings, yep. his press, you know, his work rate, his intensity. I, I, yeah. But it's not abusing referees, though. It's sort of like an away game. I think it's just sort of trying your best to level a playing field because yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've, yeah, got yeah. The, you've got 40,000 fans influencing him. And he, the referees are always going to be influenced by, by fans that they just are, no matter, not no VAR or anything, not going to fully, no. completely stop that. Uh, yeah, so if you've, you've got someone on your on your side, so definitely when he makes a decision, he's thinking, shit, 40,000 fans are going to be on my back here, but he's also thinking, hang on, Henderson's going to come over and start giving me shit. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know it's a silly thing, but it, but it all play, plays up to it, but I'm absolutely made up. I, like, I'm made up we're, we're, we're going through this now with, with, because it's showing how important he is. And like, and I'm not saying this like against other fans. Like I was I was like that myself last season. Um, at the start of last season, I didn't want Henderson as the captain. I didn't think he was good enough. Um, I wanted Van Dijk to be the captain as soon as he came in. And a couple of years ago, I was like everyone else after that Burnley game in 2016, 2016 um, where you know he, he was poor and I wanted him. I didn't want to play in Liverpool anymore then. And like, he's improved since then and, he, and he's kicked on. And I'm just like, I'm absolutely made up on him. Like, I really am. I love him. Good. He's one of my favourite players of all time. Do you love time. him as much as you love James Pearce? I love more than James Pierce, yeah. Do you? Sorry, James. Yeah. It's a lot. Not more than Stuart Wisby, though. Oh, okay. How many how many men do you love? How many men do I love? Yeah. At one time. <laughs> one time. Probably three maximum. <laughs> this is as much as I can fit in. Go on. And we'll wrap up the show there. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're back tomorrow with more news, some press conference reaction and some build up to the Bournemouth game. Uh some more on the website, the build up's out, site eleven's out. I wanna go because these two are laughing their heads off. Tom, end the show.